0: So, hello everybody and welcome to Reading Materials, a podcast where two friends read a book or series of books and chat about it.
1: Yes, welcome everyone. My name is Lucia. And my name is Corey And how are you, Corey
0: Oh, I am, I am good. I'm very full. We are... I don't really know what happened. We'd already made dinner, so I just ate dinner at about seven o'clock and now i'm absolutely like just need to go have a cold bath or something (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what it is we we got new bowls and they're smaller than our other pasta bowls so i would have thought that we would eat less food but i think we overcompensated by putting more food in the bowls
1: (laughs) are these the wedding presents yeah
0: and how are you
1: i'm doing all right As happened a few weeks ago, I finished the book literally five minutes before (laughs) we started recording, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I cried at the end of this one for a lengthy amount of time, so press that you're ready to go. (laughs) I shed a few tears
1: as well, don't worry.
0: (laughs) So, shall I introduce the book? Yes, please do. So, today we are discussing, before the coffee gets cold, by, I'm going to butcher this, I will try not to, Toshikazu Kawaguchi? Mm Mm-hmm and he is a japanese sounds like mostly a playwright so he mostly writes theater stuff and i had real trouble finding anything about him mostly it was just his macmillan or pan macmillan author page cuz they are who publishes books mm-hmm. and it it mentioned two production companies one was sonic snail and the other was 1110 Productions. Don't know if that's 1110 or I don't know how you're supposed to say it, but I couldn't find anything about them. And they are relevant because Sonic Snail, I think, is a group that he works with at the moment as producer, director, and writer. Mm-hmm. And this book was adapted from a play of the same name by or that he did with 1110 Productions. And it won. An award at the Suginama Drama Festival. Won the grand prize uh, and it was the 10th anniversary of that festival. That's basically everything that it says on the Pan Macmillan profile. I couldn't find anything about him. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page. I do wonder if it's because I'm searching in English on English Google Mm -hmm. and whether or not if I could speak japanese maybe i should have tried a google translate but basically i always do my homework half an hour before we record so (laughs) it doesn't leave that much time you know
1: yeah i just had a quick look on goodreads trying to see if he had anything but it's the same exact bio everything you've just said so i cannot contribute anything
0: (laughs) and this the english edition was translated by jeffrey truselot but again, I struggled to find much about him. Did a much briefer search for him, mm-hmm. not going to lie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're sort of stepping off into the unknown here Yeah. from a background point of view. Yeah, okay. So before we start discussing it, I will read the summary for us all. So this is, I don't know if this is actually the blurb, this is the summary on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. which I quite like. So this is before the coffee gets cold by Toshikazu Kawaguchi. In a narrow back alley in Tokyo lies a cafe called Funiculi Funicula. In the cafe, customers have the opportunity to travel back to a time of their choosing as long as they follow a long list of rules. There is only one seat in the cafe that allows time travel. The seat is only available when the ghost that usually occupies it goes for a toilet break. Once, back in time, customers can't leave the seat. The only people in the past who can be met are people who have visited the cafe. Whatever happens in the past, the present won't change, and, most importantly, the customer has to return to the present before their cup of coffee goes cold. The novel follows the stories of the cafe staff, notably barista, Kazu, and four different customers. The first, a businesswoman named Fumiko, tries to repair her relationship with her boyfriend after he left the country for a job in the United States. The second, a nurse named Kotaki, tries to find a letter her Alzheimer's stricken husband wrote. The third, a bar owner named Hirai, tries to talk to her sister, who she's been avoiding. The fourth, one of the cafe's co-owners named Kay tries to go to the future to talk to her unborn daughter.
1: That that about sums it up, yep. (laughs) So, how would you rate this?
0: I'm wavering a little, between three and a half and four. Okay, interesting. But I, again, I think it's all down to time. As I've got further away from the book, I finished it on Sunday, and we're now on Tuesday. I've just sort of, as I've reflected on it, I've downrated it. I don't really know why. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really good, but there were a couple of things about it that I didn't... that just feel a bit funny to me now.
1: Okay. What about you? As I said, I just finished it like 20 minutes ago. So it's still very fresh and all the emotions are still very fresh. But I went ahead and spontaneously gave it five. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Um, And I find it interesting that you rated it as low as you did. And it kind of makes me think that for those listeners who've been with us for a while, or even those who are just coming in, we've done a translated novel before. Uh, it was also written by a Japanese author. And mm-hmm. you gave that one five, and I gave it four. Mm. So now our roles are reversed. And I think I can see why it's the way that it is. I think the subject mm-hmm. matter of the previous book, which was Convenience to Woman, I think resonated very deeply with you and... It just so happens that some of the elements of this book resonate very heavily with me. So yeah. I don't think it's particularly surprising that we each rated those two books individually as high as we did.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you. I think they they did both definitely have elements that spoke very strongly to one or the other of us. Mm. So I want to try start with the rubbish with the stuff I didn't like, not the rubbish stuff. The stuff I didn't like. Yep. Um, so that we end on a high as we've been trying. Cool. So the ending I didn't particularly like, not that it was badly written. I think the way that it played out, I didn't enjoy it. And I know that that's the point. I know it's supposed to tug on your heartstrings and make you feel stuff and all of that. But I think some of the way that, like, when K is going back or going to the future, and Nagari, who is her husband, is just sitting with his back to her. <sighs> I, I I, don't know if it was because I would react much more overtly emotionally than shutting it down.
1: I didn't really enjoy that bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I found the ending quite abrupt, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think I would agree with you there. I, it wasn't the best ending. It ended very quickly. There was... It felt like there was no real resolution to Kay's journey to the future.
0: Yes, I think that's exactly what I'm trying to say.
1: (laughs) Yeah, whereas all the previous characters who had travelled via the cafe, they had some sort of resolution to their story, and hers doesn't. So yeah, I can see why you would have an issue with that. And I also agree that the way that her husband behaved is not a reaction that i'm accustomed to and definitely mm-hmm. it's not one that i don't think if if i had been in that situation and andreas was there that wasn't that's not how he would have reacted that being said yeah. you know without going into too many details everyone deals with these sorts of things in their own way and so yeah. it does strike me that nagare is just that kind of person yeah and i do appreciate though that he did step back and he didn't stand in her way, as difficult as it was for him. Yeah. Ultimately, he was supportive in the way that he could be, in the sense of this is what she wanted to do, and so he let her do that. Not that
0: mm.
1: Not that he could have stopped her in any way, but you know, as in
0: Yeah, yeah, he aff- gave her support, exactly. rather than Yeah, I, ag- I agree with that. Um, I, w- I wonder if there also might be some sort of cultural difference you know, a hundred years ago in Britain expression of emotions would have been very different to how it is today Mm. i've never been to japan i don't know very many japanese people Mm -hmm. i don't think Mm. i don't know much about japanese culture at all so i'm approaching this very much from a my little corner of the globe Mm -hmm. and what was the other thing it really makes sense to me that it was originally a play Because it is quite dry. In what way? In terms of... I felt like there was a lot of setting the scene in a very theatrical way, like the doorbell rings and then it takes a little while for somebody to come to the door. And the scenery is very sparse. Mm -hmm. Because, obviously, if it's come from a stage set, it would be sparse. But it's, you know... It's a very toned-down version, and it all mostly happens within the cafe, Mm -hmm. apart from the odd flashback or flash-forward here and there. Mm -hmm. I think I wanted a little bit more to grab onto.
1: I didn't necessarily have a problem with any of these things, but now that you've told me that it was first a play and then it was written into a book, it makes complete sense, and it does, in hindsight, read... Like a play, as you just said. Mm. The fact that it all takes place in that one little room. uh, It's always the same cast of characters. They don't really introduce anyone new. It's the same, Mm -hmm. what, six, eight people throughout the whole book. And, you know, in different times of the year or in the past or in the future. But I quite liked it. I don't generally like theater. If I were to go see any kind of performance, it would be a musical. So, yeah, I didn't think that I would like it. It, I imagine maybe some people might find it a bit claustrophobic or or boring in the sense of the fact that it only takes place in the same place, but I didn't have that problem with this one. I felt like the characters and their stories were engaging enough that it didn't really bother me.
0: Yeah, so I guess guess I've very much done my normal thing of contradicting myself, because one of the things I did like was that it was quite a sterile environment which allowed you to get to know the characters more. Mm-hmm. But I think you, you didn't get the character development that you would normally get, I think, in many books, especially the ones that we've been reading that are fantasy, where there's a lot of development that has to happen in order for the story to proceed. Whereas this, it just like jumps straight in, takes a snapshot,
1: and then moves on again. Again, I'm going to disagree with you there, because I thought that there was a lot of... You know emotional character development in that sense all the characters something had happened in their life that they wished they could change or they wanted to go back to a time before things were as difficult as they were in the present and i found that to be a really um optimistic and uplifting message of the book that they each had their own i don't know is the word catharsis is that the word i don't
0: know what that word means <laughs> Go to littledictionary.com. <laughs> oh, dearie me. You make me better, Lucia. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Of or relating to catharsis, which is really helpful. No, it's a purgative. Um, so, yeah, like getting rid of something toxic, I suppose. Yeah. I won't read what it says about exactly how it what it is <laughs> it's got a very graphic
1: description oh okay well then in my mind it I in my mind I think the word is catharsis so I'm just gonna stick to that word yeah but basically okay they're all holding on to something negative and by the end of it they let go of this negativity yes. And yes I would agree move forward with their lives in a very positive way so I found it nice that despite the fact that they probably have less than half an hour realistically in the past or in the future because, as you said, one of the rules is they have to drink the coffee before it goes cold, otherwise they'll get stuck. So Mm. it kind of, it just shows how much can happen in such a short period of time and what an impact that can have on your life. So I really like that.
0: Yeah, Uh, One of the things that I did really like is when Kay is Reflecting on her experience of time travelling, she thinks back to the others who've travelled and and one of the fundamental rules is that you can't change anything, so whatever you do in the past, it won't make a difference, and likewise with the future, I suppose. And she reflects that something does change because the people who have done the time travel come back changed in their perspective. Or, I mean, the, the third one, which was the sisters, so the book is broken down into the four stories, and the third one is the sisters, which is about Hirai and her sister, whose name I didn't write down. Kumi. Kumi. And Kumi's begging her to come back, and she's always refusing, and then she finds out the reason why and immediately upon coming back from the cafe, uh, from the fe- from the past, leaves the cafe and goes to do the thing. Hmm. I have to say that sometimes I come out of therapy like that. Mm-hmm. Fundamentally, nothing's different, but you do.
1: I think it reframes the way that they're seeing things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You you get a different perspective mm. on the situation. Yeah. Which one of the four short stories was your favorite?
0: I think the Alzheimer's one. The I think it was called the the husband and wife or something Mm. was the second story Mm -hmm. and that's the one where fumiko no uh kotaki goes back to talk to fusagi Mm -hmm. who was her husband and in the present he has alzheimer's and he doesn't even remember who she is half the time and he has a letter for her that he gives her when she goes back and she reads what the letter is and it's basically giving her absolution over looking after him when he has the capability to do so. Mm. And I thought that that was really beautiful. I think it being a husband and wife was particularly impactful because if your mum or dad gets Alzheimer's, you don't have a choice. You have to look after them until whatever happens happens and what he was trying to say to her was once it's so bad you should leave so that you don't get burdened by me and her refusal to leave is her saying no you are my chosen family this wasn't a a marriage because I just liked your you were fun at the time you know this is the for better for worse and I guess maybe because I've just got married um you know it's something that I can't imagine not wanting to do that. Come back let's come back in fifteen years and see if we still feel the same. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine not feeling the same.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was um that was my favourite as well. Mm. Um, it hit me in all the feels <laughs> it was Me too. Really I lovely. had to
0: stop after that one.
1: I couldn't stop because, <laughs> because No, I, had I to know. Keep
0: going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I started reading it. Um a couple of weeks ago, because once again I delayed, so we're recording a week later than, not, than we should be. And um so I started reading it and then stopped after that one because I just needed to give myself a break and then and then I had like a week of not reading it before I then came back. So I had loads of time for everything to settle <laughs> and then got hit straight in the fields again with <coughs> the sisters.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also started reading it. When was it last week on Monday? And I read the first short story. So the lovers. And then when you asked to postpone, I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on the back burner. I'll read something else and then I'll come back to it. So I, as always, underestimated how long it takes me to read. So I came back to it today and read it all in one go. Um, yeah. So I think I was a little confused about the lovers. At the beginning. Or as in, I really enjoyed it as a short story, and I didn't foresee that all the stories are actually intertwined and that all the characters will be the same. I thought it was going to be four separate stories that had nothing to do with each other. Mm. But once the same characters started coming back, I got a little bit confused as to, okay, so what happened to to Fumiko and Goro? I'm going to say Goro. Um, Goro yeah because they were just there for the first one and then we don't really see them again but then they come back and I like that that they come back
0: yeah me too I really like that one I was within the first couple of pages I think saying to Will we were driving to his parents and I was like oh my god this is such a good book already I think yeah I think the reason I did downgrade it is probably just because it's been a few days and I've listened to a whole other book in between finishing this one and now. But yeah, when when I first started reading it, I was just like, oh my god. Because it's so unusual as well. Like, time travel is such a well-explored trope, but not quite like this.
1: Yeah, and it's not it's not sci-fi, you know? It didn't feel like sci-fi no. at all, even though it obviously has the sci-fi element. Um, mm. And it was... Just delightfully quirky in, in the same way that Convenience Store Woman was quirky. And I think that has a lot to do with the Japanese culture that we unfortunately don't know much about. Um, mm. But yeah, I was the same. Like from the first few pages, I was really enjoying it. I was hooked. All the characters were great. And I liked how mm. different they all were from each other. I giggled a few times. I cried a few times. So it was it was a great experience overall, I would say.
0: Mm, yeah, and it's really nice and short as well. It was just mm-hmm. over two hundred pages, mm-hmm. so it's really nice to have a short book that doesn't feel. Although the ending was abrupt, I feel like I know enough about it to not be left on the edge of a cliff. Mm-hmm. There is a sequel. Yeah, and we had a re- we had debated reading both of them, and I vetoed it because the second one is four short stories. Not realizing that this is, that's essentially what this one is. Um, and it sounds like it's much the same concept, um, set seven years into the future. I think it might have been a bit too confusing if we had <laughs> read both of them. Mm. But but we could very easily have done, because even the two together would have been shorter than one of the books we've read.
1: Mm.
0: Many of the books we've read.
1: Mm. Um, yeah, I wonder if the second one has the same characters, or if it's just the same setting.
0: I think it's got some of the same characters, because... When I read the blurb on Goodreads, it said something about you'll meet some of your old
1: favourites as well as new characters. Mm-hmm. I imagine the staff from the cafe would probably be the same. I mean, if he if he sticks with his original timeline from this book, then they should be because we travel 15 years into the future and it's still the same people working there. So
0: Yeah, there is one question that I'm left asking, which is, when Kay goes back to the future, or goes to the future, mm-hmm. and what's his, what's his name? Nagari and Kazu mm-hmm. are not there, even though they know that she's going to be there, because obviously when she goes back, she tells them the date and time, because they've had to go to Hokkaido for something Mm. but they knew she was going to be there like why wouldn't they move heaven and earth what was so important that they needed to go so I'm like I need to read the second book to find out if there's any clues in that one (laughs) because
1: yeah I think that I I did (sighs) (laughs) that is the one big unanswered question I reckon that they just got delayed like maybe there was some kind of an accident all the reasons that she was listing herself you know the future yeah, is so unpredictable. True. Even if you know you have to do something, anything can happen that would derail it. So I think something just happened.
0: Yeah. Um, but Imagine yeah. how gutting that would be. Mm. Imagine if you thought you were going to see your person on that day and you, d- you couldn't make it. Oh, <sighs> God. This doesn't bear thinking about. No. Oof. <laughs> what did you think of the rules about the time travel?
1: I think they worked really well considering it was a play like it it really makes sense yeah I like them like I didn't have an issue with them I didn't think about them too much it just seemed to make sense to me like that there should be rules and Mm. yeah nothing really much I really love I really really love them
0: because I feel like they've tackled all of those questions that you always sort of have about time travel 'Cause you can get yourself stuck into a real headspin about thinking about, yeah, but what if I do go back to the future and I'm never born and then da da da, da, da you know. I really Back to the Future <laughs> Damn it, why that movie, I swear. <laughs> but um yeah, I, I really liked them and I really liked that they were they were really quite complicated, but he built them up slowly enough that you could really understand a what was so like why so few people bothered doing it and B, like, exactly what they had to do, why they couldn't get off their chair, or they even explained, you know, it was a real throwaway comment about the woman who sat in the chair that you had to use to do the time travellers, be like, oh, she just didn't make it, you know, but it really brought home why. Mm. Yeah, and I really want to know why she, you know, what she was trying to do.
1: Yeah, me too. I think I, I even went back to to look if there was an explanation, and there is in the very first story, is that she went back to meet her husband, who had died, and she just got stuck. Mm. She lost track of time, she didn't finish her coffee, and she got stuck there as a ghost. Which is, again, so quirky. And, uh, yeah, she always appears as if she's either unaware of what's going on around her, until Mm. she has to go to the toilet, or until Kazu says that line of, would you like some more coffee? That seems to be the thing that... Makes her aware that okay, I'm I'm here, I'm doing something. But there were mm-hmm. moments in the last story when Kay was thinking to travel that she seemed to be very present. I don't. Maybe I was reading too much into it. But suddenly she seemed mm-hmm. to be aware of Kay even before she wanted to sit down. So yeah, I'm really curious who she is. I wonder
0: if she maybe. I mean, she must be linked to it all and as I think as far as they know it's the first person who's gone forward so maybe because she was linked to it all she might have some connection. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know. I th- yeah, I, I thought that that was very clever and I, I liked that Kazu... Was it Kazu who mm. had the relationship with her? Like, she was the one who could sort of interact with her and feed her so much coffee that she needed to go to the loo and, yeah, just really interesting.
1: I think... The only thing I didn't like about her was the curse. Yeah. That was a bit unnecessary, I found.
0: Yeah. I think at the beginning, when, come on, Corey, find the name Fumiko, who's one of the lovers, Mm -hmm. uh, when she gets cursed by this woman because she tries to make her move off the chair without waiting for her to go to the toilet, it seemed to me to be a bit of a metaphor for like a panic attack or something. You know, like having the weight of that i don't know the curse i suppose but you know mm-hmm. the world disappearing and you being completely overwhelmed by something but you know again that's just my just my experience and I, I i really want to know his background i really want to know more about him the author yeah whose name i didn't say because i've forgotten it already kawaguchi To Toshi Kawaguchi, mm-hmm. There's so much. It covers such broad themes that you you sort of really want to know what you know what's going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't read it as a panic attack personally. Mm. I wondered if it was some sort of commentary on, from what I do know of Japanese culture. You know, there are strict etiquette rules, and everyone's yeah really really polite. You know, the bowing and the thank yous. And I wondered if this was a way of commenting on that, that obviously Fumiko and, what was the other one, Hirai, they were both cursed by this ghost because they tried to physically Mm -hmm. drag her out of her seat, which is rude in any culture. Um, Yeah. So I wondered if, if it might have a bit of that element that, you know, she curses them because they're not following the proper etiquette kind of thing. I wasn't,
0: yeah, dead nuts about that either.
1: The other thing that I liked about the rules is it.
0: I felt like it gave the book a little bit of structure. Mm-hmm. I think it could have become a little bit aimless without going back to them, and it was all linked to coffee, and there was a lot about coffee. <laughs> like, you know, this person can't make coffee, so they always rely on the machine. This person likes really good coffee, so they get coffee by the drip method.
1: I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, me too. I am the machine user, like... I'm not too bothered. I mean, I drink coffee every single day. But, you know, as I like to call it, I drink coffee-flavored milk more so than I drink coffee because (laughs) (laughs) I add so much milk and sugar that you can barely tell there's any coffee in there. But Andrea's brother, he's a big coffee person. So he has all the Mm -hmm. tools. He goes to, like, the coffee festivals in London. And the number of coffee machines that they have at home in Cyprus is astonishing. So... He would definitely be the um, Nagare person who who does coffee, specific coffee bean in a specific coffee way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so um, Will is very into coffee as well. So I drink instant. (gasps) I know. Whereas he's got like the proper espresso machine and the grinder and the bean setting and this, that and the other. So, yeah, I appreciate coffee, but I'm happy to just drink (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I did enjoy the and the aroma of you know the steam rising off the coffee as what well, sort of transports you back. Mm. I really like that. Mm. It's always about the imagery.
1: Yeah, and this time I think I could picture it because it was, as you say, so kind of sparse and stark. stark yeah, I mean it was just a a cafe diner. I can easily imagine mm. what that looks like. So, <laughs> yay. <laughs>
0: It did make me sort of crave going back to a cafe and just sitting and reading. I think I say that every time we talk, probably.
1: Have you not done that since since all this started? Um
0: It's less because of the pandemic and more because, because of Will, I suppose. Not that he's stopping me, but when we're when we're here together we were quite happy just hanging out at home. Mm-hmm. Whereas before I did it because I didn't want to be in the house and I didn't really have anything to be in the house for. Mm -hmm. And it's only when I really start talking about it that I miss it. Whereas when I'm just cruising about in my everyday life, I don't really think about it. Mm. But maybe I should like make some time. I've got this weekend free. So maybe I should just make some time to go sit in a cafe.
1: I mean, take Will with you. He likes to read as well. So can both read over a cup of coffee.
0: Yeah be really good that's in fact that's what we did when we were in Bucharest although that was
1: over beer oh well doesn't matter
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that you can think of that was particularly noteworthy
1: nothing really comes to mind like nothing specific let me see if I highlighted anything I think I highlighted a page oh I made two I have no idea what I tried to do here what did I want to say <laughs> that's okay so I will skip this one. I Apparently I highlighted a page in the very first short story, so the lovers... I don't... I don't know. Maybe it was the description of Fumiko? They go quite into what she looks like. Yes, she was a woman who combined intelligence and beauty, but whether she realized this was a different matter. I think maybe that's what I wanted to comment on, but I'm not really sure what I wanted to comment on it. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. And then the other one was in the the sister's chapter. I found this really moving, which was in the sister's chapter. That's the one where Hirai goes back in time so that she can meet her younger sister again on yeah. the last day that she was alive. And Hirai had basically avoided her, just hidden behind mm-hmm. the counter of the cafe. So she wants to go back in time and, and meet her again. And she's gone back. She's in the cafe and she's very emotional, which is not her usual demeanor and Kay, who works at the cafe notices that there's something wrong and here I has this little internal monologue about likening emotions to to gravity and how if you're with someone who is a close friend and confidant who whom you trust implicitly it's almost as if they are this gravitational pull and if they ask you if something is wrong, you can't, and there is something wrong, you find it more difficult to, to just lie and say, yeah, no, everything's fine, the way that you would to a stranger. And I found that paragraph really perceptive, as in I really think that it is the way that he describes it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, I thought that, that the bit particularly where she was back in the past was beautiful Mm. really really well written Mm. don't know if that's translation or you know how how it comes across in its original language Mm -hmm. but right from the uh god I wish I was good with names Hirai is given a timer yeah and so Kazu knows is it Kazu Mm -hmm. who's in there yeah yeah, so she knows that somebody's died because they only ever give people the timer to remind them to drink the coffee before it gets cold. I wonder if that came about because of the woman in the white dress. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, just the level of detail, I think, was just really perfect. Perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, which is why I, I think I keep coming back to it. I'm just very confused about that first short story because... All, the other three are so emotional and so poignant, and now mm. I'm not trying to discount or to, what's the word take away from Fumiko and you know her struggles with the fact that her relationship has ended, but it just didn't feel as deep as as the other ones did, you know? Yeah,
0: I I agree with you, and I I wonder if there's a reason for it, which is just basic storytelling where you've got to set the story up so we bring in a character who isn't that important to the story and who isn't a regular at the cafe and who doesn't know the rules so that the rules have to be really clearly explained so that the reader or the watcher of the play understands exactly what's going on
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because all of the other people who travel are regulars they know the cafe, they know the owners of the cafe they are the owner of the cafe Mm -hmm. in one case, so they wouldn't need the rules explaining to them in quite the same way and it would it would make it seem really weird.
1: Yeah, you might be right.
0: Yeah. But I agree with you. It was it was really detached. It was like completely arbitrary. Mm. Although in its own way quite interesting because it is quite often easy to not communicate with somebody whether or not it would lead to you going to America for 3 years without telling somebody that you really didn't want to leave them (laughs) Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. but yeah it was yeah i don't know so i forgot to mention the the book was adapted into a film so we've gone from theater to book to film oh and i think it's on netflix i don't want to swear to it but it's called cafe Funiculi Funicula. so it looks like it could be quite interesting it's two hours long but i think if we can get Hold of it. I will put it onto our to watch list because mm-hmm. it'd be quite interesting to see how it gets adapted and if it makes you feel different about it. You know, mm-hmm. I think one of the one of the things is that you are right in their heads. Yeah, there's a lot that's not verbally conveyed. It's mm. a lot of thought.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think that's always the problem when you try to adapt a book to a film. Like, how do you convey? all of that
0: yeah although actually with normal people it benefited from it
1: (laughs) yeah yeah no yeah I I was thinking about it and actually I was gonna say side note I don't know if you're aware but apparently Foundation has been for the first time ever uh, made into uh, a show I don't know it's not Netflix I don't know who it is I don't think it's HBO so it might be like Amazon or something I don't know Um, or Apple TV but Mm, an I'm curious to watch it um, because they seem to have made a lot of changes. As in, they've definitely modernized it in the sense yeah. of they've made it more diverse. And one of the main characters, who in the book was male, they've cast a female actress to to play that role. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe it'll work. Mm. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious to watch it. Yeah,
0: it'd be really interesting. Hmm.
1: Do you watch a lot of foreign films or like Jap- do you have any japanese films that you've watched i don't really watch much
0: of anything okay. to be honest like oh that's a bit of a lie will and i will watch an hour of something in the evening whilst we're sort of eating our dinner because we're really badly disciplined people <laughs> um but i just unless i've made a real concerted effort no i think is the answer mm. Would i think i think one of the things that i find really frustrating about foreign films is the subtitles, because I have got very short attention span. So in order for me to sit down in front of the TV for a n- substantial amount of time, I need to have knitting or something in my hands. Yeah. And if there are subtitles, it's really hard to do anything other than just straight knitting. Yeah. And like yesterday, this is going to sound really weird, but I was playing piano because... Um, I've managed to borrow a friend's electric piano. So I had the headphones in. And Will was watching the Squid Games, which is that Korean thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was sort of getting into it. And I would have got into it more, despite the fact that I was playing the piano. But for the fact that you had to read the subtitles. But you used to always laugh at me when I did that at uni, didn't you?
1: Yes, yes, that's true. I don't know if I would make fun of you for it. I just found it really... (laughs) I don't,
0: yeah. You found it weird, weird, yeah. Yeah, because
1: I can't do that. so. Mm. well, I can maybe listen to music if I'm reading to some if I'm reading something I can't have pictures in front of me and not be watching those pictures so for for me the t v is the ultimate distraction because if it's on, I wanna be watching it.
0: Maybe that's the difference between the way that we think though because i'm I can imagine stuff by hearing it much more easily maybe or maybe maybe it's just that I um slightly strange and just can't concentrate on one thing at once.
1: (laughs) But see, we also watch everything with subtitles. So even if it's in English, we have the subtitles on. And I think this is just something that I've gotten used to from the fact that English is not my first language. So when I was learning English, we would always have the subtitles on. And for my parents as well, even today, they speak fluent English now, but it's always easier for us to just in case we miss something, because also like regional accents can make things a bit difficult to understand. So we always have the subtitles on, even with Andreas when we watch TV. God,
0: isn't it ter- Isn't it terrible that I've never thought about that? No. Even though you've been my friend for like more than half of my life, I've just never considered the fact that like English isn't your first language.
1: <laughs> I mean. <laughs> to be honest it's better than my mother tongue these days so i sometimes forget it's not my first
0: language it's a compliment you're just so good at it i mean (laughs) yeah i don't know because i don't watch tv with subtitles on and i find it a little bit annoying so obviously i'm going oh these people are just so annoying not you but my dad likes to have the subtitles on and until he got hearing aids it was we didn't realize it was because he needed hearing aids. <laughs> oh okay. I was just like, "Oh, dad's just on a mm. But 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 I guess I find the text more frust- more distracting than helpful.
1: It's a funny one. Like if it's English audio and English subtitles, then I can flick back and forth because obviously I can understand everything that's being said anyway. Mm. Or most of what's being said. But if it's a foreign film, then it it does take away a little bit because I have to be reading the subtitles, otherwise exactly. I don't understand anything, and so then I do miss a little bit of of what's actually happening on screen. That's true,
0: yeah, but it'll be interesting i I'm going to look up the movie and make we'll watch it
1: but back to the book i don't know. is there anything else that we wanna talk about? Would you go back in time ah uh, that's the that's the main question, isn't it? I mean, a part of me wants to say yes, but I don't know when. I would go back to. Mm. The most obvious one is the most personal one, so I don't want to get into it. And yeah, it wouldn't make any sense, I don't think, to go back no. to that time. And so I don't know if there's any other time, really, in my life. So maybe not. I would have to think about it. It would have to be something really specific that I can't think at the, off the top of my head. How about you?
0: I think not as well. I think I've done... I've put a lot of effort into learning to be okay with what has happened Mm. in life. Mm. And I don't know that I'd like to rock the boat. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think I'm much the same. I I try to live my life with, you know, what happened, happened. Mm. And especially within the confines of of this book, the fact that it Mm. doesn't matter what you do, it's not going to change the present. Yeah. Then I think in a way that's probably also a very powerful message to Mm. try and help people. That, okay, whatever mm. happened, it's, it's happened now. And yeah. one way or another, we just need to make peace with it, I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think maybe the one thing that would change my answer is if it was, I was talking to Will earlier about, you know, as you get older, you experience loss more. And there's, um, you know, there are a couple of people who, again, without getting too personal, you know, sometimes it would be nice to be able to go back and just tell somebody that you really love them. And, mm. you know, I think, I don't know if that would be selfish or not, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, because you sort of think people know that you love them anyway. But yeah, I don't know. I think if it was only serving me, then no. Mm. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that was also the nice thing about the book that i suppose it could be it could be viewed as that each of the characters who went back in time or into the future did it for slightly selfish reasons but mm. in the end they ended up helping the other person as well in some way yeah which i think was it was just really nice it's just generally a really nice book like yeah. i just really liked it
0: <laughs> yeah and i i think it is i think it's such a romantic concept, isn't it? You know, I think one of the reasons I am sitting here going, oh, I do want to go sit and have a coffee is because having a coffee in a shop and just taking that time. Like even when we, when I came to visit you in Dublin mm. and we went and had hot chocolate at the chocolate shop and you've been doing something very specific, buzzing around, doing all these things. And then it's like you, you, you dedicate just that 25 minutes mm-hmm. to... To just being, yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. There is, it just feels a little bit different when you're outside of your house, yeah, with another person, like
0: yeah, or even by, or, or even by by yourself. yourself, yeah, yeah not,
1: absolutely,
0: yeah, yeah. When I'm at home, I just make my cup of tea and then I wander around the house and mm. I do chores and I never sit down and just enjoy the cup of tea ever. Mm. Mm-hmm. Lovely book. I think I'm. I think my my rating is slowly being upgraded <laughs> as we talk. <laughs> Happening that way for once, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well then did we manage to talk about a whole book in less than an hour? Are we gonna Um, call it
0: (laughs) Oh very barely, because we're not quite done, are we? (laughs) We Still have to introduce the next book.
1: That or in this case books.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So in order to sort of start the introduction, the next episode will go live on the twenty-seventh of December. Yes. although maybe we might bring it forward a couple of days who knows Hmm. but it will be around Christmas time anyway
1: (laughs) yeah 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 so we picked a couple of Christmas stories we each picked one I suggested that we each pick one and I think they're both relatively short so it should be doable so I picked the classic A Christmas I've
0: never heard of that one Uh, that's a classic (laughs) what? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> the classic a christmas carol by charles dickens
0: yes and i picked christmas day in the morning by pearl s buck
1: which i had never heard of before <laughs> surprisingly me neither.
0: no me neither i mean it's pretty obvious why we've picked these well no you you'll, you'll be able to explain yours but i basically just googled the best christmas stories and cool. went for one that seemed doable
1: so I'm um, looking forward to it. Looking forward to discussing Christmas books.
0: <laughs> in yeah, October in the middle of October. October
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, it's all good. We'll be fine. Alrighty. Well then, I suppose for once we finished more or less on time. Yeah. So thank you for um, picking this book. I really enjoyed it. It was a good Yay. one.
0: That's two that I've won on. <laughs> so happy. <laughs>
1: and it's it's made me kind of think maybe i should read more of these translated yeah me too foreign fiction
0: yeah i definitely need yeah. to introduce more diversity to my literary habits
1: mm it is really easy to just fall back on what you're comfortable with or what you know yeah, yeah. um but yeah i really enjoyed both the ones that we've read so far so
0: yeah maybe season 3 will have a few more we do have another japanese author in season 3 so maybe yep. i'll try to find a spanish or french or i don't know yeah Yeah, something sexy (laughs) 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 oh dear (laughs) well thank you very
1: much thank you and i'll see you next time for the christmas special looking forward to it (laughs) me too bye bye bye
0: thank you for listening you can send your feedback, thoughts, questions and book recommendations to us at reading.materials.podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram as readingmaterialspod. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Until next time, keep reading!